Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Welcome listening friends. Those friends of ours in Northeast Mississippi and West Alabama or wherever you are over the internet, welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. I'm Elder Joe Nettles. I welcome you also on behalf of my good friend and ministerial partner in this effort, Elder David Wise. We are the pastors of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church at 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, uh, and uh, Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church located on Staten Road near Ackerman, Mississippi, respectively. I pastor Sulphur Springs. Brother David pastors Macedonia. We both meet at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love, love, love to have you come and meet with us. We also gather together at 6 p.m. every Wednesday evening at 200 West Garrard Road. That's G-A-R-R-A-R-D Road in Starkville, Mississippi, uh, on the grounds of New Covenant Church. We meet at 6 p.m. every Sunday evening, I'm sorry, every Wednesday evening, we would love to have you come and join us. We also invite you to our sister church in the area, Clear Springs Primitive Baptist Church, located at 55 Tahoe Road in Mabin, Mississippi. They meet every Sunday except the first Sunday of the month, and they are such sweet people, and they would love to have you and would welcome you warmly. Uh, Today, we're going to begin a series of messages regarding suffering and the benefits of pain and suffering. And we hope that you'll stay with us and pray for us in this endeavor. And we hope and pray that it will be some ministry to you. Anytime you can, go to gospel-of-grace.com, contact us, let us know that you're listening, take advantage of the archive messages, the church locator, the frequently asked questions. I think you'll be glad you did. We would love to hear from you. All right, so after this wonderful hymn, we'll be right back with today's installment on pain and suffering and the benefits thereof. Oh, 
Thank you, dear listening friends, for staying tuned with us here at the Gospel of Grace Radio Broadcast. I'm Elder Joe Nettles, and I want y'all to know what a great privilege and blessing it is for me to be able to address you over the airwaves. And I hope and pray that you'll go to gospel-of-grace.com and write us an email and let us know that you're listening. If you have prayer needs, if you have ministry needs, uh, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you, either myself or Elder David Wise, who helps me with this ministering endeavor. And we would love uh, to field questions or even complaints, or even if you just need somebody to talk to, we'd be glad to hear from you. I'd like to continue on with the uh, theme of finding benefits in suffering, finding benefits in suffering. We quoted for you last time I spoke for you on this uh, subject from C.S. Lewis, that great writer and Christian apologist, have a lot of respect for C.S. Lewis. And he wrote, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. Friends, we tried to speak for you last time. Uh, and if you missed that address, then we invite you to go to gospel-of-grace.com. You'll find our archived messages, and we invite you to listen to that message. But we tried to point out how pain and suffering can indicate an abnormality, whether it be physical or spiritual, and there's great benefit in that. We also brought out for you how pain and suffering will test your faith. And friends, I'm here to tell you, a faith that will not withstand testing is no good faith at all. But faith, properly exercised, will withstand pain and suffering, and it will test our faith. And on the other side of the suffering, it will be more lustrous, more beautiful, and more precious. We also brought to your mind how that pain and suffering compels us to seek the Lord's intervention and help and greater grace in time of need. We also tried to show you how pain and suffering uh, stirs in us a remembrance and an appreciation of the past blessings that we've all been able to enjoy so bountifully. And also we closed last time with the thoughts that pain and suffering, it makes us long to be freed from this evil, wicked world in which we live. I want to be of good use in this world while I'm here. I don't have a death wish. I'm not suicidal. But I'll tell you, when the Lord sees fit to allow me to come home in whatever form that takes, I know in spite of any uh, agony, in spite of any tremblings that may take place at that time, on the other side of that moment of death will be the greatest liberty and glory and joy that this old boy or you could ever imagine with the greatest and most expansive imagination that we enjoy here in this world. Oh, I can't wait to go home to be with my Lord. All right, well, let's look at some other aspects, how pain and suffering can be very useful for us, especially you, child of grace, you believer and truster in Jesus Christ. Now, pain and suffering equips us to better minister to other people. It equip, equips us to better minister to other people who are in need. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 reads this way, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, 
which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. He's saying, I suffer, you pray for me, that God, the only God of glory, the, my Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ, comes and comforts me. And the same comfort that he gives to me, he's the same comfort giver that will give comfort to you. And he says, even though I suffer in the name of Christ, you're benefited through my suffering. I'll be benefited through my suffering. Everyone in the church will be benefiting through the sufferings of the Apostle Paul as he spoke in this contemporary sense. He says, whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings. So you'll also know that you'll be able to withstand through faith in Jesus Christ the same sufferings that other people have endured. Friends, here he's saying we need to be compassionate one toward another and we need to share our experiences in sufferings and in pain that we might comfort one another. And I'll tell you, the more you experience, the better you are. I have been a nurse now for over 30 years, a registered nurse. I graduated from Southwest Mississippi Community College in Summit, Mississippi in 1992. Uh, I've been nursing mostly in acute care, uh, mostly in the emergency department through over 30 years. I now work at an eye laser surgery center in Columbus, Mississippi. I'm so thankful for that job and the people with whom I work. And I have a lot of experience in a lot of fields of nursing. And I think it makes me a better nurse. Uh, I want to be a better nurse. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better father. Sometimes I think I'm only hitting a half a lick at any of them. But still, with more experience, I should grow in that and be a better nurse and be more useful. And friends, sometimes suffering, you have to go through so that you can experience things. Who knows? But the Lord may not be preparing you for somebody who's suffering twice as badly as you are now. But you'll be of some assistance to that person I tried to use the example here at Sulphur Springs preaching this message not long ago. You know, uh, they uh, a lot of people say, well, you're not a real man if you can't back up a trailer. If you can't back well, then the man that's speaking to you over the radio right now or the internet is not a real man because I'm telling you, I've never had to back a trailer enough to get proficient at it. It's always been a gloom, despair, and agony on me every time I've tried to do it. Uh, and I, I've gone to YouTube and I've watched videos on easy tips on how to back up a trailer. Now, if, if you and I were going to the lake and you had your boat behind you and you'd never backed up a trailer and I was sitting there next to you, I mean, you may be saying, well, I don't feel very comfortable out this. And what, what would you think if I turned to you and said, hey, look at here, calm down. Everything going to be all right because I watched a video on this very thing yesterday in YouTube. Now, we have nothing to worry about, right? Uh, how much is that going to allay your fears? I, I fear not very much. You'll be thinking, oh my goodness, we're about to jackknife this thing. But I can tell you, if, if I told you that I had driven cross country thousands of times driving a tractor trailer, driving an 18-wheeler, and I'd backed up in ice storms and things of that nature, I'll tell you, because of my experiences, I could help you with much more proficiency. Isn't that right? You see, your suffering and your pain, friends, try to keep it in your perspective. This is just one of the reasons why we examine these situations, why we walk circumspectly, and why we examine ourselves to see whether we be in the faith. Because when we're going through these woes and these miseries, we need to be looking to the future. It's like, Lord, even though I'm in such agony right now, I thank you that you're with me, and I thank you that you're giving me one more uh, experience, one more arrow in my quiver 
with which I can use to help defend and to aid and to succor one of my uh, family members or one of my church folks or one of my neighbors, or one of my coworkers when they're passing through something just like this. We, we have a dear brother. He was a member of a church in Bruce, Mississippi, and that church has folded fellowship now. And I'm not sure where his membership is now, but I see Brother Fred Hawkins. Brother Fred is 93 years old now, I think. He can barely walk. But I tell you, I see him at church meetings all over North Mississippi and Alabama. A uh, good brother named Brother Matthew Pryor, he drives him all over to these meetings. And he is he comes and it just takes him forever to get in the meeting house. And then he, he you can tell he's in some agony and some pain. He's just racked with arthritis and pain and things of that nature. He's just had a, a, a heck of a time with uh, chronic suffering and pain. But brothers and sisters, I want to tell you something. Everybody's face lights up when they see Brother Fred. Now, if I, I have some back troubles, I do. I walk crooked as a tub of guts sometimes. I mean, I have, I think I have scoliosis to an extent and I, I suffer with my back. But if I ever get down with my back and I'm in excruciating agony and I see brother Fred Hawkins come through the door on his walker to come to pray with me and encourage me and to minister to me, then I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, I'm going to be a lot better off because I know that brother's been through it. Uh, the Lord has taken him to it and the Lord has brought him through it. And now here he is at my bedside to comfort me. Or I know because somebody's report that brother Fred is praying for you. I know he's praying for me. I'll tell you, that won't do anything but help you, child of grace. That pain and suffering will equip you to better minister to other people. Another use in pain and suffering is it refines us. What does that mean? Uh, well, in Proverbs 25, 4, the uh, Proverbs read, take away the dross from the silver. What's the dross? The dross are the impurities in uh, metal making. Uh, when you're refining silver or gold, you have to burn the ore. You have to try to purify it of those things that are not gold and silver. And you try to pass it through the fires and cleanse it and separate it from the impurities. That's the dross. He said, take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. That means you know, if somebody just gave you a big old chunk of silver ore, I mean, I'd be glad to have it, but I wouldn't be nearly as tickled to have it as if somebody had refined it in a nice, beautiful little shining bar of silver and plopped that thing down in front of you and said, here it is, it's already refined, it's ready for you. Now go, do with it as you will. I'm gonna tell you, friends, uh, that, that would be a much more precious gift, wouldn't it? Well, that's what pain and suffering does for us. The fires and the agonies of pain and suffering, when they're rightly understood by the child of grace, it will refine us. You see, <clears throat> Paul told the church at Rome, tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh not a shame. For the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. What's he saying there? Well, that's a step of success for a child of grace that when tribulation comes, it works patience or long suffering. They know that they can wait on the Lord. They can depend on the Lord. And when the Lord comes and delivers them, what does that do? It gives them experience. And that experience increases, uh, my friends, their hope. You see, that's what the refining fires of pain and suffering, they do because we're depending on the one who is refining us, correct? We're depending on the hands of the potter that forms the clay. We're depending on him to make of us what his will and desire is. And so we need to be willing 
to suffer through the pain and the agony as best we can without losing faith, without losing heart. Oh, just humble in prayer, steadfast in longing for the Lord's uh, deliverance and his comfort and his strength. He's not gonna let you walk through that valley alone. His rod and his staff comforts you, child grace, you little sheep. You haven't made yourself. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. So he's not about to leave you comfortless and alone. Oh, in Isaiah 48, 10, it reads, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, lessons, spiritual, valuable, cherished lessons are learned much more clearly, much more powerfully when you're on the other side of suffering than if you learned them through some great uh, jubilation or some great exultation or comfort. You see, that's not where we learn the greatest lessons. And God knows our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. And so friends, try to be thankful for the pain and the suffering. Let's learn from it. Let's pray, Lord, have thy way with me. I am the clay, thou art the potter. Oh, you're the refiner of the silver and I'm filled with dross. Lord, I pray you today, take this dross away from me that I might shine forth in gleaming beauty, your reflection in all of my words and attitudes and actions today. Oh, Lord Jesus, grant my prayer. Let's look at another way that pain and suffering helps us. Pain and suffering matures us. You know, we spoke earlier from Romans 5, 3 through 5. It matures us because we glory in tribulations, knowing that it works patience, patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. It doesn't confuse us. It doesn't undo us because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And that's one more experience where you have grown in grace. Okay, the sufferings and the pain may have stunted your physical growth. But I can tell you, brothers and sisters, there is no pain or suffering in this universe that can stunt the maturity and the growth spiritually of a child of grace who is yoked together with Jesus Christ. Oh, if you face it with fear and dread and you throw away all of your faith and you lean upon the arm of this world, which is nothing but flesh, I'm here to tell you, it'll destroy you spiritually. It'll shrivel you. But when you lean upon Jesus, when you take, use those experiences, when you dwell in that hope, oh, it's going to mature you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the apostle Paul, somebody would say the apostle Paul didn't need maturing. He's the most spiritually mature man in all of history, I would think. And, and you know, I wouldn't think that would be a foolish, you know, uh, deduction to make. I mean, when I, I stand in awe of the power that was wielded through the apostle Paul as the vessel of the Lord as his apostle. But notice in 2 Corinthians 12, he tells you about a time when he needed to mature. He was suffering a thorn in the flesh that was buffeting him, a thorn of Satan that was touching him, whether it was physical infirmity, whether it was his eyesight, whether it was headaches. I've heard many, many things. I, I, I tend to believe also, certainly a large part of it was his, his pangs of guilt of conscience and remembering all the persecutions that he brought down upon the church of Jesus Christ, how he sent people to their death and stoning and imprisonment, separated families and such dreadful things he had in his remembrance that he had done in times past and the things that he was suffering. So whether this was physical infirmity, emotional, spiritual infirmity, troubling of the mind, or a combination of all of it, 
Here, he prayed the Lord three times that it would depart from him. All he wanted was to be shed of it. I need relief, God. I just need you to take this away from me. But what was the answer of God unto him? He said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength. God's strength, Jesus' strength is made perfect in weakness. That word perfect means mature, full grown, baby, a full grown power. Now, how does that come? How do we get more mature in the power of Jesus Christ? Well, we have to learn what the apostle Paul learned. We have to walk through some pain and suffering and notice what his conclusion was to that. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Those infirmities didn't give him heart heartache anymore. No, he was past that. Why? He'd matured. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Now, believer in Christ, if somebody came, if your preacher came to you and said, hey, I want to do something for you. I want to try to encourage you to do something so that the power of Christ, the resurrected God of glory, manifest in the flesh, the brightness of the glory, the express image of God. Oh, if I could tell you that there's something in this world that you could have where the power of Christ would rest upon you, you would say, oh, nothing could bother me then. Nothing could give me heart heartache. Nothing could give me grief if I had the power of Christ resting upon me. Yes, preacher, what is it? What is it? And he answered to you, you need to suffer. You need to be long-suffering and patient. You need to endure this pain that you're going through right now, whether it's emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, you need to endure it trusting in Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, that's why discipling or spiritual training is so important because somebody who just says, oh, I believe in Christ off the street, the brand of Christ that, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna call some names, Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar, Joyce Meyer, and all these charlatans on the TV or, you know, uh, somebody, somebody may say, brother Joe, that's not very, well, I'm not, you know, I'm just calling it the way it is. They're charlatans, they're heretics, okay? If somebody's just been fed by that mess uh, and, and they, uh, go through pain and suffering and somebody comes and tells them, well, this pain and suffering is the key to having the power of Christ rest upon you. Yeah, there's no way you would accept that. There's no way that you would find that credible. But that's why you need to be under the sound of, of sound, doctrinal, gospel, spirit-filled preaching. And you need to be fed with it continually. I'll tell you, it needs to be your cinnamon toast in the morning. It needs to be your filet mignon at night. Because I'll tell you, when you're fed in that good gospel and truth of Jesus Christ, then suffering and tribulation and pain, my friends, will cause the power of Christ to rest upon you. Book it. It's a promise from God. Don't be listening to all these shiny teeth, feathery haired charlatans out there. My goodness, my friends, you turn away from them. They'll do you nothing but harm and injury as they've done so many millions of people. Oh, brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. Benjamin Disraeli, former prime minister of uh, England, said seeing much, suffering much, and studying much are the three pillars of learning. Oh, I want to see and I want to study, but also I need to be willing to suffer. Friends, 
and that pain and suffering in closing, it helps conform us to Christ. It means when we are enduring suffering, then we are actually enduring and experiencing what Jesus Christ experienced in this life. Remember, friends, Jesus is not only all God, but he is also all man. There has never been another like him, and there never will be another like him. He is a man with wounded uh, side and hands and feet in heaven right now, making intercession for us. And when we have pain and we have suffering and we cry unto the Father, nevertheless, Father, not my will, but thine be done. Then I want you to stop for a split moment in the midst of your agony and your suffering. Oh, the Motrin's not helping. The, the oxycodone's not helping. The morphine's not helping. The fentanyl's not helping. Oh, maybe you're in, in the throes of some dreadful addiction. The, the liquor won't do it anymore. The heroin, oh, it just, it's killing you from the inside out. Oh, brothers and sisters, and you're in spiritual agony. And I would encourage you to throw away all of those false things of this world all of those things that only bring temporary comfort but long-term destruction. Throw them away. Be shed of them, my friends, and stop and realize that I'll begin suffering through this, being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Oh, one day in heaven we'll be fully conformed to his glorious image. Oh, how we're going to shine. But until that time, friends, I want to be as close to him as I can. I want to emulate him. I want to look as much like Jesus as I can while I'm in this mortal frame as I can. And one of the ways of doing that is suffering. 1 Peter 2.21 reads, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. I love what Augustine, that saint of old, said, God had one son on earth without sin, but never one without suffering. Friends, Let's be more like Jesus. Let's suffer. Let's take these tribulations and these agonies and let's allow them. Let's get immersed in the truth of Jesus and you will find the comfort and the relief that you need in Jesus Christ. And then one day we'll suffer them no more. Until we're able to speak with you again on such wonderful, august and noble subjects. May you grow continually in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under Podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. 
If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonder.